Yo, 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 what's going on? This is MXAM Extra. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Mr. Paul Despawn. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I was up late playing games for the Wait, first what? time in a while. Yeah you, yeah, you seem low energy. You seem like a crash energy right now. Sorry, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me retract that. Yo, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm oh, excited perfect. to talk about That's video games like today. Yeah, Let's go. Thank you. It's almost like we're making content for a living here, people. Wow, who would have thought it? Uh, and the one only Mr. Two Fresh Crash. Hello. Ah, <laughs> uh, brother. Brother. Nailed yeah. it. Brother. How yeah. are you? I'm doing good. A little oh, tired. Well, I'm doing good. Do you know what? Maybe we'll push yeah. the podcast back an hour later from now on because everyone's tired. Not me. I've been up since seven. Oh, you oh, boys sorry. good. Mr. Matt P Video. Hello. Sorry, I didn't see you come in there. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. I was going to come on and be like, hey, audience, show a little respect. I've been here for so many episodes at this point. All right. I was going to come in and go hard at the audience, but now I want to come in and go hard at Despawn and Crash. Okay. Wake the fuck being up. Tired? Let's go. Was you out drinking last night, Matt? That's the question. I had drinks last night, but I wouldn't say I was out drinking. This guy's an alcoholic. I was out with my parents. I think, I think we right. need to. I think we need to intervention. Um, my, look, I know this isn't. I mean, it kind of is what my Xbox me is. Uh, extra is anyway. MXAM extra. I just love the fact you have like a good relationship with your parents. Yeah, what's Bro, that? Like? I just, oh, my parents. I admire that so much. I want you to know that. I, I envy you. Not jealous because jealous is negative, right? Mm -hmm. Envious is is. I wish I had. Is that, the positive. But I'm not one. feeling bad about Does it. Yeah, jealousy yeah. have to be negative. Yes, yes. I think it's, inherently it's jealousy the, is a negative thing, isn't it? One of the deadly sins. I don't know. Envy is one of the deadly sins. Oh, okay, is it? I think oh. you've mixed up jealousy and envy. I think jealousy oh, I think can be right. a good thing. I don't think either of them are inherently evil or good. Let me ring my mum. Let me ring my mum. That's the answer of everything. Agree or disagree? Is envy bad or good? I like it. Anyway, this is MXAM Extra. This is where we just talk video games, hang out, and have a good time. If you didn't know, you can let us show earlier on patreon.com slash mcfix. Always watch, or you can watch us live as we record it, as we're doing right now. Um promo for Baldur's Gate 3 series that we started my D&D and me is kind of what I've branded it as like it. Uh, as of now for, for now um, we did our first episode we did that we did out we did session zero last week um, because my game wasn't updated which I think kind of worked out in the end mm -hmm. if I'm being honest I agree if I'm being honest um, but we did episode one yesterday which would have been Saturday of recording this would have been the 24th um, Crash yeah. I have to say, I was rather impressed by you. Really? Uh, everybody, I was impressed by you. Yes, I expected you to be less enthusiastic by this. And you wasn't. I thought you played it really well. I don't know how to respond to that, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a compliment. I pay you a compliment and just I just wasn't upset expecting with me. one. What, what, no, no, no I'm not upset. My, my, my lack of response isn't <laughs> out of being upset. It's out of not expecting it. Is it confusion? A little bit of confusion, mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. I would say of our panelists on this show, you are the quietest until yeah. you have something to say. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you're inherently a quiet person. I've spent way too much time with you to know that's not true. Like you're not yeah. a quiet person, but you're not the type of person who speaks for the sake of speaking. 
Yeah. Okay. That's accurate. You, you know what I mean? Like, if you've got, if if you've got something to say, you say it. So putting you in an environment where, you know, where where as much as we're playing a video game, we are making up a bunch of bollocks as we go along, pretty much. Yeah. I yeah. was interested to see how you would adapt to that more mm. than, especially Matt, who already plays the indie. Despawn already plays the me. Me, I've played, but. I'm also just a lad, man, if I talk all the time anyway, right? Yeah. You are the one that I was more like, hmm, we'll see what happens with this. And yeah. I thought you did, I, and, and the compliment comes from, I thought you did really well. Well, thank you. I think yeah. my favorite thing about the show so far is the way that Crash's character is grating on mine. Yeah. And like, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna come to a head at some point, yeah. and I have no yeah. idea how it's gonna play out, and it is my favorite Look, thing. Look, am I, I mean, like originally how i had how i had envisioned our two characters would be very buddy buddy me like chumming up to you and then you planted the seed of like i don't really like this or like just that <laughs> little bit of like it bothered you a little bit that i'm like i'm just a better sorcerer than you and i'm gonna like throw that whenever <laughs> I get the but, but so far the dice are in your favor and that's part of the problem yeah. right like like it's a common thing to say like the dice tell the story like when yeah. you're like you come up against a problem that could be dealt with with strength you fail that strength check and then beat the arcana check to deal with yeah. it with magic yeah. and i just have to be like fuck maybe he is a really good <laughs> yeah. sorcerer yeah. like so my anyway. favorite yeah my favorite thing is like the um every time you do a roll it's always like the magic never li lies and then you just yeah, talk. Yeah. even when it's a strength check and it's fails. like it's like my magic never fails even when it's a strength check it's like yeah you have the best roll so far in this game and it's brilliant yeah it's obviously yeah. So, mad spoilers go watch the first episode yeah, it's yeah, amazing exactly. there's exactly. a there's a dog in it it's great yeah go and if you haven't watched it go check it out it's on the youtube channel youtube.com slash my xbox and me or you can watch the vod over on twitch we're looking for feedback. I'm, I am definitely looking yeah. for feedback on mm -hmm. it in ways yeah. we can improve it. I would also love to know how people would like to receive that content. Um, a few people had said like, oh, you should do it as a podcast. I'm like, I don't know if it works as a podcast because I don't think we're really describing enough of what's going on because we are ultimately playing Baldur's Gate. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but I don't think it would work like that. But again, if this does get support and people do enjoy that content... I think we have some plans for something else that I think people will will be interested in. So yeah, keep I think that could locked. work much more as a podcast, right? Like absolutely. I think conventional D and D can work much more as a podcast if you're doing like theater of the mind stuff because yes. we can see. You know, when we're in combat, we're in combat. You know, like yeah. we're still narrating it, but like I'm not saying now I'm throwing out an ice knife and you know it's going yeah. to run it missed or it hit or whatever because you can see it if you're watching the show. So um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it would work as an audio podcast, but I think, no. like you say, future things that we've talked about would Definitely. Could. Definitely. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, always, and yeah, keep the feedback coming. We would really appreciate that. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producer this week, as per usual. Big Aaron God coming in, supporting the show, keeping the lights on. We do appreciate you, sir. Topic of the show this week. Oh, uh, no, we don't do topic of the show on this episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's been in our box this week? Um, well, I see nothing here from Crash. I see nothing here from Matt. So I'm going to assume they've played no video games. You haven't let me in the dock to add to the show notes, Fix. What's Crash? Yeah, What's Crash? I wasn't, I wasn't uh, allowed in the dock. Yes, you was. I sent you an invite at the same time I sent it at Deesmond. <laughs> How dare you? Um, Deesmond, we'll start with you. What have you been planned, dude? Well, Baldur's Gate, obviously. Uh, finally, got into that. There's another thing I'm going to talk about on next. Spoiler for next week's episode uh, for the for the Max Plus Me podcast. I have a review coming. 
<laughs> Another Ooh. one. Uh, embargoed, so I can't tell you. This won't go out in time. But yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Honestly, oh man. Like, this is the best way to play Baldur's Gate 3, right? Like, I am, yeah. It's what, multiplayer, you know role playing it the, properly. Like, because it's, it's a different way. Yeah, I've yeah. only ever played it single player. So having like a squad together ah, okay. who, who play it together and like we work together. Like right now we're in the early phases, so it's very much like just hit everything and it'll die at some point quickly soon. Yeah. When we start getting into it, we start planning our moves around each other and like, right, you do this move so that I can do did that you, move. Did you put it on hard? No, I put it on balance, but I can bump it. Mm. Okay. I can bump it. You want to go up? A, you want to go up? You with son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I knew you didn't put it on hard. I, I didn't even like, think when I chose it. Easy. Yeah, I didn't this even think when I chose it. He mentioned it before while we were setting everything up. Mm -hmm. hey, but I didn't hear that and I was busy. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. yeah, of course. I, yeah, it sounds like hey. a new issue. My character's struggling out there. Yeah, my character I mean, yeah. has been knocked I'm out fine. several times. <laughs> so that was my favorite part. Down, up, down, up, down, down, down. Uh, my sister watched so my sister was at the house okay and cool. um again she's 70 not really into video games or anything like that right um but Haley was watching so she had us on the tv while while we were doing it and my sister was like this was amazing i had such a great time watching i was like she's great. like she's like you're so stupid i'm like no no it's, the character's stupid i'm not stupid no no <laughs> I mean, no you're so stupid hey hey relax relax hey. but yeah no but these one i do think it's very much a different way to play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I like about it the most is it is, it, it still has that little bit of like D and D to it. Now the way we're doing it, right. It, there's a lot more to it. Like Haley, Haley was saying, we said on the car as we left to drop my sister home, we are saying, we are not going to get through this game. The speed in which we are going at, like the, we, we played for three hours, right? It mm -hmm. took us an hour and something to get off of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we like we, we like, took our time. I, I kind of love that. I kind of love that as well, though. I do. There's something romantic about that as well, where it's like, yeah, this it's it's the journey, not the destination, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm having I a great time with it. It speaks as well to like how well that game is designed and like potentially not intentionally massively replayable. Like my single player story is going to be so different to this would be so different if you just didn't make your own character if you just went with the origin characters and played it yep. almost like role-playing the whole party and like yeah like like there are so many ways that you could just keep replaying this game there's so much value for money like oh my god like it's a huge achievement i mean we're not saying anything new right Baldur's gate everybody knows this about Baldur's gate but like yeah yeah my god it's uh what an achievement 100 percent but no, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Like it is like I think this is definitely like you say it's not the right way to play, but this is my preferred way to play. Like getting a squad together. Like I like the, the the role playing aspect of it as well. Like I like the way that we're like dealing with our characters and like how we would approach uh, like different scenarios because we're not just like all right, what's the best way to get through this? It's like how would our character get through this? Like yeah. what would we do? Like and, and I think I prefer that because I think that's it. Just makes it a bit more fun. Uh, and it's like, it, it's scratching that D&D itch that I haven't had for a while. Like, I've not been able to play for a long time now. And it's like, getting to do the the RP side of it, as it were, the role-playing side of it, is just oh, so much fun. I love it. Yeah. Mm, what have you been planned, dude? Uh, Lil Helldivers 2. 
you know, getting, getting some of that liberty out there for everyone, but it's spreading a bit of democracy. Mm. Uh, finally got in. I've been putting it off for about a week now to play it because obviously server issues we know about. Uh, I think they finally bumped it up to like 770,000 concurrents are now allowed in, which is good. It's Jesus. Yeah. So, so yeah. good for that game that that's a, that's, that's you know, an issue they're having. What yeah. they have to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like yeah. what? If you were going to have an issue with your game, it being too popular is definitely a good issue to have. Not a bad one to have. Yeah, no, exactly. but yeah. yeah, no, I am absolutely loving my time with that game. Um, I've not, I like, I know we talked about this off stream, but like, I know you've had some performance issues with the yeah. game crashing. I've not had any of that. I'm playing on PC as well. Um, it's been totally fine for me other than the server issues. And yeah, like just, it's, it's, it instills the the right amount of fun in every experience like but also like that little element of it like being hard and yeah. it's like yeah. and it's the the chaos of it is what gets me the most it's like you have like we had one where we had to take on like we were playing last night uh, we had to take out a uh, like the bug eggs um, mm -hmm. and it was just like it was nothing but chaos because we'd get constantly bugs coming up out of the ground um, we'd be trying to launch like whenever we got called back in we'd try and drop on a big bug to take it out and there's all these explosions calling in like all these ordnance to drop on them it's just anarchy and I love that idea that, that is like it distills the best parts of video games which is like getting a group together having fun chaos going off and then you have those little respites of mo like quietness after a, it's just like okay let's take a bit of a breather let's go mm. do the next objective and let's get the hell out of here and that loop is just perfect and the humor of it as well is just amazing i have a question mm -hmm. i've just finished downloading it haven't played it yet okay. um i know there's a tutorial i need to beat and stuff i've finally given up on the pc version and decided i'm just gonna play it on ps5 yeah um if i jump in with you you having played several hours of it mm -hmm. am i way behind am i underpowered no. does it work like that Can, are we just no. good to go we're good no. to go so it basically works like if as you level up you'll you'll unlock better like ordnance or what they call stratagems uh so that'll allow you to basically call in like different weapons different things like that but you can pretty much get through the same uh like you can get through the the normal difficulties with your base loadout yeah so cool. we could uh, if like you jumped in with us, we could easily drop down to a medium level and just run through a few missions, get you a couple of ordnance lock unlocked, and then yeah, just start ramping it up from there. Um, Let's yeah, do it. The levels they're they're not really levels in the game. Like I say, you get medals for completing missions, but you can just rinse and repeat. And it's those medals that you can then use to unlock like cosmetics and different weapons like a shotgun or a marksman. I unlocked the marksman rifle last night. I've not had a chance to use it yet. I'm very excited to jump back in and do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's been so so much fun to jump into the game. And I love that it's just, it's so chaotic and fun. And it's the perfect co-op game to just get a bunch of mates together and just, just spread democracy. Yeah, I, I democracy. think all for democracy, of mm -hmm. course. Of course. America, yeah. Um, the, the one thing I think I love about the game the most is actually it's time keeping. It's very respect, it's respectful of your time. Mm -hmm. Like there's, that's one thing I think video games... Um, not in a negative way, but like I'm playing Yakuza as well, right? And like they're like the polar opposites, where mm. like I like Yakuza a lot, mm -hmm. but there are moments in Yakuza where I'm sitting there and I'm like, this cutscene could have easily have been a minute shorter. Like I get what you're going for. I understand that you feel the need to give me this much detail in this conversation, which is awesome. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, but 
maybe my brain is starting to turn become a tiktok brain where i am i'm no it is i can't even say i'm it, it, maybe it is where I, I find myself interested in what is going on but my mind definitely does start to wander in yakuza where hell divers is the total opposite right it is like you said i feel like the gameplay is perfectly paced of go in you land where you want to land i usually land next to the the optional objective first mm -hmm. get that done then i start doing the main objectives right but it's like so i land in very busy boom 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 then you make your way to the next objective but that's the cooldown period right like PUBG used to have where like you just had this big fire and then now you're running to the next moment waiting for it to happen and it has that perfect balance for me where it's like 30 minutes on the clock that's what I've experienced so far I don't think there's been any longer ones no, I think uh, 30 is the longest like 45 oh, okay minutes. got you okay yeah. well 30, 30 minutes are the ones I've experienced so far right and it's like okay we know we have 30 minutes like yesterday I played with you guys we played two or three rounds and i was like you know what i'm tired i'm getting off and it was like i didn't feel like i was missing out like i don't crash being a higher level than me doesn't never never the words never ne the words thank Negatively. you, you jesus christ i tell you it's the invisible i can speak i swear yeah. <laughs> it's never been worse um negatively impacts my gameplay it just enhances yeah. our experience because yeah. he's like, yo, don't use the Gatling gun. That piece, that piece of shit. I'm like, I love this thing. But yeah. he's so annoyed by it. But <laughs> like, that's because he's unlocked things that are better mm. than that. Well, I think that's what works really well in the fact that if you're squatting up with someone who's better than you, like I said better than you, like has got a higher level than you, yeah. um, they've unlocked different stratagems that they can use in your match with you. So you can still take advantage of them having those unlocks. Uh, yeah. It still works out in your benefit like you're not losing out anything for like teaming up with someone at a high level because the base like gameplay is you have like seven mags in one weapon five mags in another and then a reloading um like stratagems that you can all use and the way that it works like that is like it's so it levels the playing field for everyone so well that the only thing you need to worry about is what difficulty you're playing the map on yeah do you know what i'd love if they added in this game they won't but mm -hmm. i would have loved the active reload yeah mm. i think an active reload in this would be dope like i love the fact that i, I have to i have the ammo resource mm -hmm. so i like pay attention to when you need to reload and things like that i think an active reload just would like giving me like a clip that's a little bit more powerful when you hit the active reload i think that would have been dope but again yeah. that's just a, a little thing or what if it was an active reload so if you were reloading while you still had some in your magazine but you nailed the active reload you kept that no see that, when you play, that would ruin it like okay. yeah. when you play it you'll find that you'll, no, you'll, yeah, you'll, yeah. trust me you will it, there is such a moment of when you have an empty clip and you click the gun and it just goes mm. and you're like fuck there's 10 bucks around me i reload reload you dead it's done it's like it. ah it's that is that moment, moment yeah because when um when you've got like a full clip and it empties and you've got like four bugs coming at you and then your character screams out clips empty it's like oh yeah. god oh god you switch to your sidearm you mm. dive backwards you empty that out and yeah. then your teammates thankfully just kill the person as they're crawling towards you oh, yeah. it's a fantastic experience oh what actually happens active... is they call in a turret gun and it kills you instead and kill you mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that nine times out of ten that is what yeah. happens <laughs> ten out of ten game we talking yeah. about we talking about yeah I, yeah i really do enjoy it it's the one thing i, I don't know i'm interested there isn't like an end game is there like this is the game 
Um, is my own spreading thing. democracy. Yeah, is just, like game. everyone gets democracy, mm. everyone wins. Um, so from what I understand, like obviously the the technically the end game is that you will one hundred percent liberate every planet in the solar system. Mm. Yeah. But currently, from what I know of the game and what like I've seen online. So there are two factions that you have to fight at the moment, which are the uh, the arachnids or whatever you want to call them, whatever they call them in the game, basically the Starship Trooper bugs, and the automatons, which are basically Terminators. There is apparently a third faction in the law. Oh, okay. And if you look on the map when you're picking where you want to go, there's a whole section at the bottom of the solar system that's blank at the moment. So oh, yeah. there's like there's a whole empty area. That would fit in perfectly to fit another faction in there. Uh, but yeah, the idea is obviously just to kind of clear out all of the uh, planets together with the community. So that's what's pretty cool as well, is as you're playing and as you complete missions, you start liberating the planets and it's like a, a worldwide community goal. I was going to say that that is a fascinating aspect of this game, the like weird parasocial responsibility. Like, it, like as as ironic as it is in the game, mm-hmm. it feels like, and I, I know people are doing it ironically as well online, but like the fact that you're not playing right now and helping save Super Earth and and the, the sort of walls are closing in and the, and the enemies are getting closer to the mm-hmm. Super Earth planet, like you're actively not helping the worldwide community that is playing this game and therefore you're missing out and therefore you're negatively impacting everybody else playing the game. It's like yeah. a I weird... Just- responsibility to this conscription of this game but is bizarre i just want to spread democracy that, man just yeah. that gameplay loop and how desperate you feel in it just helps feed back 100 a lot of times 100 it, it's, oh, yeah. it's fascinating yeah it's yeah. the first time we played me and Haley plays we first started off playing together right and it was the first time that she had the she didn't have her mic on muted at first and there was someone talking like oh there's people in my game so I unmuted the mic and started talking like, yo, like, let's get like, let's get to it. And the guy's like, yeah, man, let's do this. And I was like, oh, I forgot that mm-hmm. gaming used to be this welcoming and fun. Yeah. Like, exactly. It feels like the old 360 yeah. days. So, yeah, like, and, yeah. Yeah. Go on, Crash. Um, I, I, I don't know about the old 360 days, but I think it's also, <laughs> <laughs> it benefits a lot from not having PVP. I think yeah, that is one thing where it's all cool. PVE. I do know some people were asking for PVP and one of the devs, I think it was the lead dev that came out and was like, nope, no chance. We, do, we don't need that toxicity, basically. Yeah, so I think it might be the CEO. So the, right, the CEO for this company um, is one of the best CEOs I've seen online. He is so... He's, he, he's so well, he's, he's... I mean, like, I've not seen if anything negative from him. If you don't think people not to buy the game is still a form of PR, you're crazy. Oh, so, no, yeah, 100% it is. But he's also like he's very open about like their development, what they're working on, um, yeah. like why they won't like you say why they won't bring PvP to the game because they don't want that kind of community. And he's like they could easily like put PvP in there and that would be like a long term thing that people just keep playing and it probably add a little extra few months to the game or years. But like he didn't want to, he didn't want that kind of community, and he's like, fair enough. Like that could be extra money that you could make. But no, that's fine. We do, we don't want that kind of game. PvP is in there if you want it. A friendly fire is always on, right? True. Like you, could, you could just True. land and decide, okay, we're going to PvP. This is a PvP day. Yeah, forget for that. Forget the automatons. It's me and you. We yeah. get to decide yeah. who spreads democracy today. <laughs> True. Uh, and it's the Gatling guns. Anything else you've been planning this one? Uh, not that I can talk about, but no, those are my two main ones. Okie dokie. Crash, what have you been playing? Baldur's Gate and Helldivers. That's okay. about it. Uh, more Persona as well, which has been very fun. Continues to be very fun, but I'm running out of time to play mm-hmm. games, so... 
Yeah. Mm. I need to get back to feel that. It. I feel You're it. running out of time to play games. Yeah, Final Fantasy is almost here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so running yeah. out of time to play yes. games. Yeah, yeah, no more games to be played. I'm looking forward to this being the uh, my Final Fantasy and me podcast going forwards from next week. So yeah, can't wait for that. Well, speaking yeah. of, I am still chipping away at Seven Remake. Mm-hmm. And I am, I don't know how many hours in. I'm on chapter eight. Oh, I just okay. hooked up. Well, not hooked up. Just Aerith. I'm with Aerith again now. Okay. okay. Um, I'm making my way through town. Um, making your way downtown. Walking fast? Exactly. Eh, not that fast. Okay. Pretty slow, actually. Yeah. Pretty, pretty slow, actually. <laughs> and that's kind of like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this game's for me still. I'm chipping away really? at it. And it's I like, it's so middle of the road for me. Like, I'm not excited to speak to any of these characters. And I think, like, I just don't have that nostalgia. All of this mysterious shit that's happening is, like, not clicking with me. I don't know, man. I don't it's know. It's nothing to do with nostalgia. I have no nostalgia for this game at all like, i know and you you said that it would it like something happens and then i'm all in or whatever but like i'm in chapter eight dude i'm in like 15 hours in 16 hours in right like yeah i, I mean i yeah, think at this I, point i don't think i don't think anything will happen that'll pull you in really no mm. but then the reviews come out for fucking rebirth yeah really good 10, reviews 9 out of 10 yeah. blah, blah 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 yeah one of the best games of all time like okay you're playing one of the best games of all time, though. Apparently so. Mm-hmm. That's and that I think, but that's the point, right? Like it's like when I play Elden Ring, right? Like I, surely you sure. can at least appreciate the game. Sure, sure, yeah, that, and that's and that's the same thing with me and Elden Ring, right? It's a, it's a top five, it's a five out of, out of my top ten list. It definitely hits number five. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be there um, for twenty whatever <laughs> year it crazy. came out. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but like. You can appreciate you've played enough now to know whether it was for you or not. You've it's not for you. I hate to tell you, it's not for you. It breaks my heart, and I think you're going to have the what well, I used to have, the glass, the, the glass eyed, like sat here listening, going, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but whatever. I'm soon, finish it. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope it. you do. I hope you what, do. What I will say is I'm not like I'm not getting more negative on it. And I'm really not negative. I'm just so no, middle yeah. of the road. Mm-hmm. I'm just so middle of the road on it. And it's not, the more I play it, it's not like, oh God, I'm really getting tired of it and I'm really hating it. It's fine. And I'm going through and I'm going through the motions. It's fine. And I do want to finish it. I do want to try Rebirth. I would, I would love to finish it, but I don't know if I can commit to that for this year. Like, we'll see. But, but like, yeah, the way people are talking about Rebirth and stuff and the way people talk about this game, I'm just... For some reason, not clicking that way with it. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I guess the question is, you're on chapter eight. Who's currently best girl? Still Jesse, I guess. Yeah, okay. Although Mm -hmm. I've seen that gif of Rebirth Tifa. (laughs) I mean, we've all seen that gif of Rebirth Tifa. We've all seen Uh that. Uh Um, People played Final Fantasy for the story and for the spells. uh, I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm gonna say I don't know what kind of t- story you're telling yourself, but uh, the one I'm telling is not rated T for Teen. Anything else you've been playing, Matt? Other than uh, FF? yeah, I um I jumped into Nightingale, ah. um, which is this new survival game that's come out. Uh, I think I think it's out out right, or did they they launch it in early access? Oh, yeah, access. I think it was only like two days of early access, wasn't it? 
No, no, it's, it's still early no, access. Early access. Oh, it's still early access, is yeah. it? Okay. Um, yeah, play the first maybe like three or four hours of that. Um, it's just like every other survival game you've ever played. Like Valheim, like anything else. Um, it's got this like cool system that really haven't dug into yet, which is like the card-based system. So basically, it wants you to keep jumping to all these different uh, alternate realities. Um, to like find new resources and stuff like that and you can decide what those alternate realities are going to look like in a sense if they're really abundant of one particular resource or biome or whatever and um, by playing these cards and you you find sort of npcs throughout the world that you can trade with to get new cards and you can build cards by beating bosses and stuff like that um the world's like interesting enough i guess like something i found actually really difficult to get on board with was you know in Valheim, a raven keeps popping up who tells you what to do. In mm -hmm. this game, it's a fairy. It's the same thing. Except that fairy talks in so old-school, mythical, fantasy language, mm -hmm. it can be really difficult to engage and figure out what the fuck he's trying to tell you. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's in that world, I guess it makes sense. But from just a purely, like, I'm trying to learn this game and figure out what to do point of view, it's actually, like, kind of a barrier to get over. Um, which was, you know, an interesting choice. It's a cool aesthetic. It's, it, you know, it's doing what every other survival game does. If you're into your Valheims, you're into your Groundeds, um, this is probably one you want to check out with your mates. Um, if you're not and you hate all those games, this ain't doing anything new that's going to get you in. Um, yeah, it is what you'd expect it to be. Yeah, I bought it because one of you told me to buy it, so I bought it. Yeah. Uh, I think it was despawn, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, so I love survival games. We all know that. I love I love survival games, especially when you have a group of people that will yeah. play the survival game. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. You didn't say it to me there. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like I, that didn't. None of that sounded fun. <laughs> I think, look, I, I really got into Valheim last year with, with a group of mates. Um, and if I had a group of mates to play this and jump in with this on, like if this was on Game Pass and my Valheim crew could go over to it really easily, we'd probably be in it and be having a blast, right? I played the first three hours co-op with a friend. Um, and yeah, it was it was good. It was great. It's, it's just, it, it it is exactly what you'd expect it to be. And so if you're, like you say, you are into survival games, you enjoy survival games, you have a crew that you can jump in with, I think you're going to have a great time. Um, but I'm not like eager to get back to it because I haven't got a crew I can jump into it with. Um, unless yeah. we all jump into it together, in which case I'm I'm down. Um, I would say that the before you can jump in with people, you've probably got to put in an hour, may, maybe right. a little bit more, maybe an hour and a half. Um, it's a relatively lengthy kind of tutorial. You're on your own for this bit while we figure stuff out. Then you can jump in with your friends. Fair enough. Thing. Mm. Okay, don't love that either. No. <laughs> so yeah. is it not like a shared world between players or do you join someone's world? Do you know? you join someone's world okay so you get i'm assuming you get to the point where you can unlock the ability to jump into someone's world and then you can just decide which one it is you do that in. yeah yeah so so when you get to the end of that tutorial area it basically gives you three options of worlds to jump into i don't know how procedural they are um but it's like forest swamp or this right um you pick one of those and then me and my mate just picked the same one and then I just jumped into his game. Fair. Oh, yeah. It was his. Okay. I, okay. I, and I haven't played enough to know if 
me going back into my world now, if I can jump back into that world without him, if I keep all my stuff I had, I I, I don't know. I haven't played enough for any of that. Right. Okay. Okay, yeah. though. Okay. I say, I'm interested to check it out. It is, like I say, I picked it up. Uh, I love a good survival game as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm down to try it. There's, oh, man, there's so many survival games that are like, I know we've got, I think Sons of the Forest gets its 1.0 release soon as yeah. well. Um, so I'm definitely uh, interested to try and kind of like get into that again. Um, so maybe this is one of those ones where I kind of like, I jump in, check it out and then go like, okay, this is what I want from a survival game. I'll wait till the 1.0 release. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of games. Uh, one that I don't think people... Uh, people are going to be surprised I'm actually enjoying it, but Skull and Bones. I know, mm-hmm. again, I work for Ubisoft, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. You get it, right? Yeah, I've been playing Skull and Bones. I actually quite enjoy the game for what it is. Um, I... I can I can see a lot of the problems with the game, but I do think it has come down to it was a game that was in development turmoil, and it's a lot of pieces been put together, and this is the best of it. And considering that is the case, I think it's actually quite a good game, if I'm honest. Um, it's a hard one, right? It, it, the, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show because we've got some news about it. Um, I think the people that are into this game are into this game. Mm. Like, I played with uh, a streamer called Lady Harada Niwa uh, over on the Ubisoft channel. And again, she's a, she plays Skull and Bones, she plays Sea of Thieves, like pirates are her thing, right? And I think that's part of the thing we're missing, is you don't always get a genre that you're specifically in love with and we get something new from it all of the time. And, and that's what I think Skull and Bones has done really well like they could have pulled the plug on it obviously and they probably should have if i'm being honest like in terms of like from a business perspective but they didn't which i'm happy about like i went and done uh we did the ghost ship mission um the other day which is really cool it's you attacking this ship and the ship you know is there and disappears and comes back behind you and you're you're constantly moving around having to uh, readjust and you obviously have the weak points on the ship and things like that that was great. We did the sea monster as well. Um, I think the problem I have with the game overall, and I said I was in the range of probably a six or a seven um, of what I think this game is. I'm probably more, I'm probably more a six than I am a seven. And people might go, that's crazy. Like, no, but this is just hear me out. I don't think there's enough randomness in the game. Like, I feel like you'll be going along Sometimes I, I I know I don't want to have to get a contract to get a sea monster to come out and try and kill me. Mm. I don't want to have a contract to go and the gold ship turn up and try and kill me. You know? Yeah. I want it to be a case of everything that we are doing in this world feels a little bit more random piratey. Like you're going along and then you and three friends are going along to your mission and oh my God, there's a sea monster comes out of nowhere, tries to kill us. That doesn't really happen in this game. Yeah. Which is a it little There's no surprise. Like you, you have activated the sea monster mission and therefore the sea monster will sea appear. Sea monster is coming, yes. You don't get those emerging moments like mm-hmm. in Hellbibers no. or like in yeah. this where it's like, no. oh shit. Yeah. So, no, but that's, but that's my biggest critique, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think one of the uh, like the things there is like 
because obviously this game gets compared to like Sea of Thieves a lot uh, and Black Flag, but that's a whole different conversation. But one of the things yeah. that Sea of Thieves does really well is that procedural, like just out of nowhere, as the music will change, the weather will mm. change a little bit, and then all of a sudden a sea monster will appear at the side of you out of nowhere, and it's like all of a sudden you've got to fight that while a ship comes out of nowhere at you, and it's like those like the gameplay elements that just happen in the world are what makes that special. And it feels like, yeah, when you take that kind of randomness away and basically go, it's just another thing on a checklist to do. It kind of like takes it like the fun away a little bit. Yeah, and a little like, bit, until you get into it. Is yeah, when you win, yeah. yeah, yeah, when you're like, in those once, moments. Once you're yeah. in it, it's like a lot of fun. And the, like the mm-hmm. naval combat, I think, is actually really good. And mm-hmm. the ship combat, like uh, the customization is really good. And and like those parts of the game that the game is supposed to be good at, it's really good at. The water, the weather, the environment. I think all of those things are really nice and good. But yeah, it's that randomness that gets a little bit, it's a little bit sad that it's not quite there yet. Maybe it gets added though. The one thing I will say is Ubisoft, that we said this last week, Ubisoft do support games for a really long time. And they've already spoke about season two that comes out tom- 27th i think it drops season one sorry not season two yeah season one uh drops the 20, 27th i think so they've already announced a bunch of updates they did like a dev diary thing i am interested to see where this game can go um well, yeah. you're absolutely right like like ubisoft might be the best at supporting games like that right like i was scrolling twitter this morning and it was like highlights from rainbow six Siege oh, rainbow. year nine season yeah. one and i was mm-hmm. like absolutely not that can't be right it's like mm-hmm. yeah year nine season yeah. one that game and is that, still running and when that game launched it was dead yeah like how, how, <laughs> yeah it's kind of mind-blowing that they haven't done a siege 2 right well, they said like, it. The, the, the head uh, developer came out and spoke saying he never wants to do another siege like a siege two. We don't need to. This game but, can live forever. Was literally the quote. But you don't typically get that from companies like Ubisoft, no, right? No. Ubisoft are the only ones who are doing that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it, it, that is fascinating. Um, and yeah, like you say, it'll be interesting to see what Sea of Thieves looks like in nine years. Maybe it really will still be around. Mm, I don't know about that one. Well, I'm, not, I'm not going to yeah. say that. But also, yeah. <laughs> Skull and Bones, not Sea of Thieves. Skull and Bones. Yeah. Skull and Bones. I miss yeah. Bodian yeah. Slip, uh, but pretty apt, I guess. I, I think Skull and Bones has been, well, sorry, Sea of Thieves um, has been around, what, like six, seven years now? Like, when yeah, did Sea probably. of Thieves drop? Right, it's well, about to get on PlayStation now. Well, yeah, on PlayStation now. I know we didn't You're talk one about on PlayStation. it. But yeah, mm-hmm. on PlayStation now, so yeah very very interesting and then like the last game i've been playing uh is like a dragon uh infinite wealth yeah. which i will be very surprised if this game isn't my game of the year wow i would, I, I would be sure shot um yeah oh. I, I i yes including final fantasy 7 rebirth interesting okay. I, I again i think you know what it will come down to it will come down to if i can actually beat this game if I can beat this game, there's n- I don't think there'll be there is nothing like this game. Like there was nothing like like a Dragon One, and I just didn't get to be it. Right? I literally went to a cafe and did a dating simulator where <laughs> where I am I am pretending to go on dates and getting sent like lewd photos, which is obviously not nothing crazy, but like just the fun of that that fun moment on its own for me i did it for about two hours 
Just doing every single one. Just bum, 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 bum. And then there's, you know, there's darts. You're doing that against your, your, your friends. And there's all the stuff that I love in games, you're like, like a dragon has, which is, it's what I always want GTA to be like, right? Which is like, here's this amazing world. Now give me a bunch of meaningless tasks that mean nothing in the world, but I can go do them. Like that's but are like, still fun is the crucial but, bit of no, that, right? Oh, no, and, but, and, and not just fun. They're incredibly fun, you know? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're humorous. They're, bro, I, I got catfished the first three times I went on these dates. Then it was an actual, we were all, me and chat were all like, oh, is this one going to be a catfish? And then like, it's not. And then like, it's just me over-exaggerating how excited I am. And that, again, it has that stream element to it for me where I, that yeah. adds to the experience always, like Final Fantasy VII did back in the day. Um, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I am in love with that game and its combat system is, is remarkable. Um, the tone of being very serious to very silly is the, they walk that tightrope perfectly. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more thoughts, go check out Despawn's uh, review, which is on the My Xbox and Me YouTube channel right now. Very well put together. So go Do check it. that out. Um, Let's go into some news, boys. A couple of pieces to go through. Uh, Boulder's Gate Free Dev working on official mod support. Um, this also includes console. Uh, there's a quote that was taken here from Comwelp, the director of publishing, saying, quote, we generally don't talk about things till they're ready, but as you may have heard, uh, read, we're making an exception. We've been working on a robust cross-platform plan for mod support to be released later this year. We love our modding community and want to support them. It's coming. End quote. This is huge for Baldur's Gate. Um, obviously, I've even looked into mods. Um so to have, I think there's something that Bethesda are fantastic about, right? Um, supporting the mod community. I think every every game company that has a humongous community behind it of people that are putting in this amount of effort to ultimately break your game, which is what modding is, right? <laughs> um, should If you have the resources and and the community behind it, I think you should always do this for your community, honestly. And I think it's a great addition to Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I've seen some fantastic mods out there uh, that add like a ton of extra features, like obviously expanding on the character creators, uh, adding uh, WASD support so you can control it like that. And yeah, just like a ton of extra like quality of life things that the game adds kind of needs but doesn't if you don't mean like they're just like little added extras that are always fun but yeah like the fact that they're going like the bethesda route of just being like 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 the creation club uh i've just been like yeah we're going to add official mod support and like transfer that over to console as well is amazing so it's mm. it's good to know that it's possible because obviously we've seen it with bethesda stuff and fallout and skyrim so yeah seeing other companies kind of adopt that model i've been like yeah and i think larry and other like the perfect studio to do that because we've seen what they're like of like how they treat this game and the community around it of like just giving them more and more options and more and more updates it's like yeah seeing them like expand that world with mod support as well oh man i'm excited yeah crash you excited yeah. for mods yeah um i've been wanting to actually do a boulders gate 3 modded playthrough because um divinity original sin 2 uh had some really crazy mods for that and this game 
launched basically with mods ready to go because of the early access. Um, but I've been waiting for us to do our playthrough, and I originally wanted to wait to finish to do the original playthrough that I was doing, which I don't know where that one's going. Um, but I am very much so looking forward to actually playing through again with mods. A whole bunch of different classes get added, items get added, just a whole bunch of different stuff that we've already talked about, like how different playthroughs already are for everybody. Mods just exponentially add even more to that on top of it, which I think is always very exciting. So it's really dope to see that coming to consoles, um, which we'll see. I assume there will be some sort of like limit as far as to what goes to consoles. It won't be every mod, obviously, but yeah, regardless, very dope for console players. Yeah, 100%. It's everywhere now. It's Xbox, it's PlayStation, PC. Sorry, Nintendo. Uh, you guys can't have it. But, um, yeah. Matt, anything Anything you want to add on? No, not really. Obviously, it's incredibly exciting. You know, I think one of the things that I saw sort of going viral towards the beginning of the year was that Fallout London got a uh, official release date for this year. You know, official release date. Can you call anything <laughs> that that thing is doing official? I don't know. Um, but it's a complete, you know, overhaul mod um, and brand new game, essentially, that that is birthed from mods for the Fallout universe. Um, and that's kind of what I'd be really excited to see. You know, I think D&D has had this massive increase in popularity over the last five years, hugely down a critical role, sort of birthing the actual play uh, sort of genre on YouTube and Twitch and podcasting. Um, and then I think Baldur's Gate has only sort of exponentially increase that interest in D&D. And this mod support could further that, right? Like if if you can see sort of in two, three years time, a brand new game coming out that is essentially birthed from modding Baldur's Gate, um, I could definitely imagine that happening. And it being this incredible thing that gets even more people into D&D. Um, and that always makes me very happy. Mm. Um, side note, for the, you mentioned the Fallout London. Two of the voice actors from Baldur's Gate are actually going to be mm-hmm. in Fallout London. Um, which is insane right like like and and again it kind of just creates this entry point for game devs right we've always heard about game developers going out and media molecule used to do this all the time with like little big planet and dreams devs and stuff like that people making games within their game and then they go out and give them a job right dreams is like specifically designed for that almost right Mm -hmm. um so yeah any projects like that that are going to get people into something they weren't into before, whether it be D&D or game dev, is uh, incredibly exciting. And I love it. Incredibly exciting indeed. Do you know what's not incredibly exciting? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Suicide Squad. Uh, Unfortunately, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has fallen short of Warner Brothers' expectations. Uh, Speaking during a financial call, Warner Brothers Discovery Chief Financial Officer Gunnar Weed Wide... Widenfields? Widenfields? I hope I said that correctly. I'm close, I think. Admitted, Rock said his game hadn't done the business the company had hoped since going on sale on February 2nd, priced at $70, seeing they had fallen short of their expectations. This year, quote, this year, Suicide Squad, one of our key video game releases in 2024, has fallen short of our expectations since its release earlier in the quarter, setting our game business up for a tough year-over-year comp in q one end quote i don't really care about all of that to be honest with you guys we kind of expected that if i'm being totally honest with you that suicide gods wasn't going to meet um expectations the question i have for you guys is why are games like hell divers 2 and power world doing so well 
and games like Suicide Squad and Skull and Bones, we'll throw them in the mix as well, which we'll be talking about after this, struggling so much. Is it solely down to a price point? No. No, I think it's... Um it's kind of a, a combination of things. So things like Suicide Squad and Skull and Bones, they're kind of sold as these big open life service games that you're going to have to put so many hours in to get like the full experience. And then you've got, like you say, it's games like Helldivers 2 and Power Worlds where they're relatively just jump in and play kind of games. Mm-hmm. So it's very much you could just like spend half an hour, play Helldivers, you're done for the day, or jump in a Power World, build a... Um, build a little base, go chase a couple of pals, jump out, you go back to it, you keep in and out, you don't have to keep up with them. Um, and also just the gameplay elements of it are just a lot easier to get a hold of. Like, like you say, Helldivers, you drop, you shoot, you call in a stratagem, you're good. And I think I think it's the the ease of access, the, um, like the easier price point is definitely a part of that, but I don't think it's the key to it at all. Just, just to give a bit of con- context, for the price of Helldivers 2 and Power World mm-hmm. on most platforms is $70. Yeah. For one of these games, being Skull and Bones or Suicide Squad is $70. Yeah. It's, on, uh, it's 100% the price point. It is. It's nothing. It's not. Oh, this this could have made it agree or disagree. <laughs> it <laughs> is for sure. It is for sure the price point. Buying a seventy dollar game and then realizing maybe it's not as good as I thought it would be. No matter how good as it is, it's going to dissuade you way more than if you enjoyed it. Because I'm sure there's some people who enjoyed Suicide Squad and would have kept playing it to a degree. But having that seventy dollar price point attached to it on top of the marketplace values of buying new skins and unlocking new stuff, which you want to look at that in Helldivers as well. You don't really have that in Pal World. Um, I don't know how the case is in uh, Skull and Bones for microtransactions, but in Helldivers, microtransactions relatively cheap and you can earn everything in-game. You can just play the game and get the super credits, mm-hmm. so you don't even have to buy them. You can't do that in Suicide Squad. No. And the skins in Suicide Squad as well are expensive, so there is that factor of like, there's a reason to keep playing Helldivers. You don't get as much for constantly playing Suicide Squad. It doesn't value the money you put into the game. Do you think so? it comes down to, um, and I think Matt spoke about this last week, actually, which is like, it's the build up as well, right? Like, look at Power World. Power World may be a little bit of build up, but it... Even what we saw of Power World wasn't what we ended up, in my opinion, wasn't ended up what we got, what we ended up getting. No. It felt like a very different experience from what mm-hmm. they showed. Um, yeah. Is it that build-up that causes problems because the expectations do become a little bit too out of hand for a game like see, uh, Skull and Bones, especially, um, and um, Suicide Squad? Was the expectations too high for both those titles, knowing that they are the new regime of $70 tier? Obviously, you've got people like Yves Galmont coming out saying that Skull and Bones is a quadruple A game um, and things like that. Like, does that just turn people away too much? Uh, it happened to me with, um, with um, oh God, what's the studio called? The Xbox built from the ground up that's the quadruple a studio um thank you as soon as they mentioned that about perfect dark i was like i don't care and i'm like i'm like i'm a gamer you know mm. i play games all the time every day like this is what we do for a living but as soon as you start giving that level of 
expectation, they're never going to reach those those heights, right, Matt? Yeah, I I, I really struggle with this. I th- I think the the pool of gamers who are more engaged in this industry is growing all of the time. We always talk about like you have to be in the top one percent of engaged people in this industry to listen to this podcast, right? Like you are in the weeds on this stuff. That pool is growing all the time. And I think it comes something you said about Helldivers earlier fix of is the game respecting the player? People are willing to spend $70 on a game. They did with the WB game last year. It was Hogwarts Legacy. That game sold gangbusters. Yep. It respected the player and gave the player what they expected out of the game. Whereas like, um, Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad doesn't yeah. respect the player, doesn't give you that value for money because it's then nickel and diming you on top of it and probably didn't meet player expectation in the sense of this is the team that brought you Batman. I, I think don't think most people sort of understand that and can pull that together. Um, but yeah, like, like it, it does it respect the player. How world respects the player and has that fun gameplay loop. Hell divers respects the player and has that fun gameplay loop. Suicide squad doesn't have a fun gameplay loop. And I don't think it respects the player because it's nickel and diming you all the way through and asking you to grind and do all these things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's player expectation as well as the, the kind of nickel and diming aspect. But I don't think a seventy dollar price point is a is a dead on arrival sticker on these games, right? Like, I think Hogwarts Legacy proves that. I think Spider Man proves that. I think God um, of War proves that. Like, yeah. Gotham Knights last year was that seventy or was that sixty? It was cheaper. Gotham Knights last year. I don't know. Year. It was cheaper. Sold. Yeah. Was it cheaper? Okay. I think so. I think I think, I think it was UK. I think it was like fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but again, that's a player expectation thing. People yeah. want the Batman game. And you went, oh, this game doesn't have Batman in it. And it's, uh, uh, you know, kind of an, a very old school feeling beat em up button masher. And you're yeah. like, eh. Yeah. Gotham Knights sold well. Mm-hmm. Gotham Knights performed well. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think it performed well for, for Warner Brothers, though. I still think I don't think it outperformed expectation and was like, yeah, oh, we need to make a Gotham Knights 2 next year. Come on. <laughs> um, nobody's saying that right now. Looking ahead at what Warner Brothers have got, Wonder Woman. Oh, I think did it's... it with the first Lord of the Rings game. Do it again. Nemesis Give me an Nemesis system. Give me the things I want out Dude. of the Wonder Woman game. And and hey, Wonder Woman was one of the better things in Suicide Squad. Um, I thought like her character was great. I thought the scene she was in was great. The way that she fights one of the other major characters in that game. That scene for me was the best thing about Suicide Squad that mission where Wonder Woman is fighting Superman and you're, you're kind of interacting with the world around it is well, the best part of Suicide Squad. Um, but spoilers, she does die. So I guess it's not in Jesus that Jesus Christ! Canon. That's just a straight... <laughs> just... <laughs> Everybody dies in Suicide Squad. That's the whole point. Ma! I'm not touching we that one. I'm not touching that one. We've got to talk. That game is... People don't like that game. Like, there could be somebody who cares. You've got to go, spoiler, give it a second, then say the spoiler. I love it because Matt everybody. spoiled something, then said spoiler, then proceeds mm-hmm. to spoil again. again. <laughs> yeah. So there's no save point with Matt at all. <laughs> If, You're if getting anybody, spoiled before if, and after the spoiler warning. If anybody was genuinely going to play Suicide Squad 
and hasn't done it yet, and I just spoiled that for them, then I am genuinely very, very sorry. I just don't think any of those people exist. <laughs> no, I mean, he's somebody told you to wait. At Matt P. Video, okay? He's Twitter is yeah, yeah, at yeah. Matt P. Come P. at me, boy. Come at me. Come at me, <laughs> boys and girls. I'm, I'm uh, ready for you. Last news story this week. Uh, Skull and Bones, again, we just spoke about a little bit, uh, <laughs> has yet to reach 1 million players, even with a free trial is being reported uh a new report uh stated that skull and bones has only seen around eight hundred and fifty thousand players since launching last week and that number includes free trial users uh an industry uh sorry inside uh Inside a gaming spoke with a source about metrics for Skull and Bones and discovering the pirate game has failed to reach a million players so far. While that's obviously super concerning for Ubisoft, um, it's also more concerning because there's a free trial that's currently out for the game, meaning you can play it on any platform that you want for eight hours. Um, a little bit of good news, I guess, positive to come out of this a little bit from Ubisoft's point of view. Um, players are playing the game when they are in it for roughly around three to four hours um, playtime, which is very strong engagement um, when it comes to, to a live service game. That's a, that is a long time to be in a game. Yeah, so, but to kind of go the other way again... If you're giving away an eight-hour free trial and people are only making it three or four hours in, the conversion rate is not good, right, to people buying that game. And you've got to assume not many of those people are spending any money at all like on microtransactions or anything else, right? Like, if they're bouncing after four or five hours... Four or five hours hour daily. Mm-hmm. It is a daily, yeah. Yeah, daily. Oh, yeah, Sorry, daily. totally it's misunderstood not... that. Yeah, no, yeah, daily. Totally misunderstood that. Yeah, that's yeah. great okay yeah. apologies yeah. maybe i didn't say i apologize um, skull and bones has this really interesting issue that i think is somewhat unique to it a lot of times with the live service game you have this point where a game comes out it sits for a while and then it's very hard to get new players in or get people to come back into a game because it's 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 old regardless of how much new content it has it's old and skull and bones feels as if it's kind of there, even though it just released because of how long ago the game was announced, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that people look at Skull and Bones, they see it, and they're like, I saw that in 2018 or whenever they first saw Skull and Bones, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, kind of the issue that the game's probably having right now to a degree. Yeah, it's got very much a kind of like, it's that old game is old without it actually being old yeah and it's like and then there's obviously there's the book we've taught we've seen it like me and fix have seen it definitely firsthand the um the the naysayers about oh it's not this type of game it's not that type of game it's like no it's the kind of game they wanted to make and this is what it is judge it on what it is not what you wanted but it's like there is a vocal group out there that are like oh no i don't want to play that it's not black flag 2 like, why would I play it? And it's very much like, yeah, it's it's kind of a victim of its own circumstance. Like, obviously, we know about the delays, all that, and we know it's, which studio it's from, so we know that they've got the pedigree to make that kind of game that people are talking about. Uh, and it's just a shame that, like, I think all of those things together have kind of worked negatively against it. Yeah, it's... It sucks. It sucks. Like, I... I 
I mean, deep down, I wanted this game to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to come out and people go, oh, it's actually really good. I, I understand why it hasn't done well. But um, yeah, it still doesn't change the fact that it sucks. But it is what it is, man. It yeah. is what it is. I think the harshest thing about it is as well is like, because again, you can speak to this first hand, but watching along, like seeing the developers talk about their excitement about this game and like, this is the game they wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And it's like, granted, like, yeah, maybe they'd misjudged the type of game they should be making in the marketplace, but I don't think we should like punish developers for like wanting to put their creativity into certain like endeavors. Like, Commend them for everything they've put in this game. Can I, like, go on. can I ask a question? Yeah. So why are we giving that to Skull and Bones, but not to Suicide Squad? Because developers have come out very proud of what they've done with Suicide Squad, but we don't give them the benefit of the doubt. This is a little bit of a tangent. Just uh, curious. I was, I was about to jump in and not give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So like, I think that's fair as well. You you can create art, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the consumer's responsibility yeah. to make that commercially successful. Oh no, no. I never. Yeah, it's, I, I agree. It's not. But I think like I, I commend them for what they've done. But like what they've brought to market is a different thing altogether. When it comes to the the consumer aspect of it, like yeah, they've they've released a game that not everyone was excited for, and that's fair enough. And it chalk it up as a loss. And ultimately, this is where you get into that gray area of calling calling video games art because Power World, by its own admission, is not art, and yet it made a shitload of money and connected with a lot of people, and a lot of people enjoyed it. So is it art? Like, like, and this is where yes, you get it into is that art. Well, who are you asking? You're asking the CEO or the developers? Uh, pe- exactly. First of all, <laughs> go on. it is art, but people do enjoy going to, when they, whenever they go to another country and they buy the little keychains that are really shitty pieces of art and people buy them by the masses, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's what sure. Power World is. It's not but some big, unique, like, it's statement ma- piece. It's, yeah, it's mass-produced it's a keychain. Yeah, it's a keychain. You can disagree with the sentiment of, like, my point is the you know the person who made power world came out and said he has no artistic vision and doesn't like he doesn't consider this art right no no but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that it's art just because he has that's sure. something i would say like i do it all the time right i people say to me i i've i've been in this industry now nearly 10 years mm-hmm. i've done quite a lot of very cool things i've been on tv i've this is not a boast in me i'm just talking I do not consider myself talented in any way, shape, or form. That doesn't make me not talented. Sure. But I don't consider myself... If I made a video game and I... Or music. Is music art? Yes. Well, you're an artist, so yeah. I don't, I just go and... I go to that microphone over there. I say some words into it and I like the way it sounds. I don't give two shits about if people consider it art or not. Totally do you know what I mean? You. I totally that's, get you. That's, and so that's, then that's you need to... Saying that. <laughs> And this is harder when when um, the artist, in this case, is a team of hundreds of people who've worked yes. on a video game, right? Um, but you need to ask yourself the question, well, am I making art or am I trying to make a commercially viable product? Mm-hmm. And and then then it's a different thing, right? If Skull and Bones is supposed to be a commercially viable product, okay, Which you can is. say it failed. Yeah. Yes. If it's supposed to be art and the team made the game they want to make and they're really proud of it, it's okay. successful. But that doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. And so like... That's where you have this sort of dichotomy of Ubisoft having shareholders. Is it a public user in a company? Is that uh, how it works? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can share something. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to just go on record. I do, not, I do not own any shares in any video game company that exists. I want that out there on the record. 
just so people are aware. <laughs> Not that what we would say would make a single bit of difference in yeah. the world. I still, the other day I was looking through shares because I want to try and get into uh, some stocks. And I was like, oh, take, take two shares are down right now. Take two, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i was like feels like a no-brainer right this is not what? financial advice no not at all <laughs> but i was like take two are down right now that seems like a smart thing to buy right now but is that weird <laughs> is that weird for me to own is it weird for me to own shares in take two when i cover 2k games in some sort of shape or 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 in the same breath, or let's imagine I owned Ubisoft stock right now. It seems a bit weird. I don't know. Mm, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I don't think it matters how small it, our podcast is minute, tiny compared to millions of other people. Right. But there's something in my tummy that says I shouldn't do that. That's fair. I don't know if people agree on that. Let me know. Let me know in the comments below. I'd love to know. Should I should I be okay with owning shares into a video game company when I work in the medium I do? Let me know. Let me know. Matt, agree or disagree? Should oh. I own shares in a video game company? Well, that's a conversation for the comment section, I think. But I've got one for you if you want it. Please. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Agree or disagree? Xbox needs to release an official handheld console. Oh. Damn. Okay. We can that again? Uh, no, we'll just go around, agree or disagree, oh, okay. and then we'll get into the discussion. So Despawn, we'll start with you, then we'll go Fixer, then we'll go Crash, then we'll go me. Agree or disagree, Xbox needs to release an official handheld console. Disagree. Agree. 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 You're on your own, Despawn. Yeah, Your back's right, against the wall. Let's yeah. go. Uh, we've talked about this briefly before. Um, I don't think Xbox need their own official handheld because there are so many third parties out there doing it so well. Um, well, some doing it better than others, but you've got like... Steam Deck could offer um, their support to them. Um, you've got things like the ROG Ally. Um, there is, the, I think, the Lenovo, Lenovo Legion as well. Uh, there are a ton of options that are currently available that do exactly what a Microsoft or Xbox-branded handheld could do and probably do it better because they're not beholden to just being Xbox. So you get the you get the feature parity that you get with having an official handheld from Xbox that only supports Xbox games, but then you can also offer that additional additional support to uh, a Steam library or just sideloading games that you don't need to rely on a certain market. My question. So that's all really cool. How mm-hmm. does that help Xbox as a brand? It doesn't. I mean, no, but I don't think Xbox need the help with the brand from a handheld. I think they're... F- they do! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then please go ahead and count a point. I think the point the point I make is probably a similar point to what Crash was just about to make, if I'm honest, which is Xbox need their own devices still. And Xbox still need to to be... You're right in terms of branding, right? I agree with you. Why Why, why we can't get this on Steam? Because Steam don't want that to happen. Because Xbox need a device that is natively you can download your games onto this device. And you can do it cloud-based. 
there you go. I don't think any other system at this moment in time is going to ever agree to both of those things natively through Xbox. I'm talking Xbox UI. I'm talking Xbox branding. I'm talking Xbox control scheme. I'm talking everything being Xbox. I want an Xbox handheld since they had Windows phones. Like that's how long I've wanted this. Like I've I've chased that Xbox handheld experience with a Windows 10, Windows 8 laptop, then a Windows 10 laptop, then a I bought I bought the the cash key. I, I've done everything yeah. I can to emulate a native version of that, and it hasn't happened yet. I've tried. I've got a Steam Deck. I enjoy it for what it is, but it's not. I can't play the games that I own from Xbox on it yet. And I don't think Steam are ever going to be in the business where they're going to go, okay, yet yeah, natively. I'm not saying there aren't mm-hmm. workarounds or things like that. That doesn't, to me, that doesn't alleviate the issue here because I think it's a branding issue as well. Um, it You need a native console, a handheld, in my opinion, to make this really work and become a a piece of hardware people need to have is what I would say. I personally don't agree with that. I don't think you need a specific handheld for that. Again, Microsoft have been very vocal about they they don't want to be in the handheld space. They want to be a supporter of it. Uh, so again, things like the, say the Lenovo and the Rog Ally, like uh, offering native downloads for those kind of things, but not like, yeah, and cloud support, but yeah, not, yeah, they don't, they don't want to, put their time and effort into the hardware space on that uh for what so, is technically still a niche of gaming i agree so this, that it's a niche also going crash i was gonna say there's been a really big conversation on xbox's ecosystem and if xbox starts porting uh, games over to playstation and etc why do you stay in the xbox ecosystem if you have a handheld where you're playing on PC or you sit down and play on your console or you have this handheld and wherever you're deciding to play the game, your saves, your whole ecosystem moves from spot to spot seamlessly and effortlessly. I think that is beneficial to what Xbox is and has been creating. So I do think a handheld, a proprietary handheld that they create on top of adding their own special like cloud twists, they're so ahead in that and all these little things that they can do to sort of elevate that above other handhelds that if they're just partnering with them, they won't necessarily get. Mm. Quick question. Go ahead. I don't use it enough to know, but how seamless is jumping from Xbox to PC currently with the Xbox PC app? Seamless. Seamless. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you want, right? You want to add another way to play another device to that seamlessness. And, And it, you know, as far as I'm aware, if you do it with cloud onto your phone, on your iPad or whatever, whatever, it kind of is, but you know you're going through the cloud. And so I think having an offline ability device to be able to have that with um, is a huge win. And you're right, Deespawn, in saying that it is a niche audience, but you've just bought Activision and King. And all of a sudden, that niche audience has got a hell of a lot bigger. Now, the mobile gamers that are going to buy a handheld, again, niche, right? Small. But because that fucking marketplace is so big, the people who play handheld games is so big, even if you catch a few of those people and you convert them into Game Pass subscribers because they're playing Candy Crush or the equivalent of that on their new Xbox handheld and now they're all of a sudden playing Halo Infinite, got to reel in those big fish because those are the big spenders. And I think that would be huge for Xbox. Like, 
I get it's a small group of people, but it's a small group of people with a lot of money to burn, apparently, according to Candy Crush Financials. <laughs> um, not, not only that, though, I think I, I, brand. I think brand is where I've me. I've been very scared about Xbox going forwards, right? Obviously, with games being ported to uh playstation and switch and things like that like exclusive games that we thought was going to stay on the console if you do this handheld i think it brings over an audience that may not have cared about Mm. xbox once again um and again they care about xbox they don't care about rog or my mum back in the day right would be is more inclined to buy a playstation handheld which was the psp or an xbox handheld if that existed more than Yo, what, what's this ROG yeah. thing? It's a PC, but it's not quite a PC. It's a tablet, but it's not a tablet. She understands what Xbox is. She understands what PlayStation is. She doesn't understand what ROG is. She doesn't understand what Steam is. And I think that will help as well going forward, which is like, wait, I can buy this device for my kid to sit in the back of the car with when we go on this long trip and it connects from his Xbox, whether it does that or not. But like, it connects from uh, in their head. It connects from their Xbox and it still has all the games I've already paid for. I don't have to buy them again. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that all day long. Close you know, aside. Yeah, please. Um, I think, well, I'm going back into the initial agree or disagree. Do they need it? Like, it's a what I think personally it's a one. Like, it's an it's a bonus extra. Like it, yeah, cool. It give them extra brand recognition. But the ability, I think Game Pass will do that on its own. I think Game Pass, with the addition of third-party handhelds, and then when they start, like, if this, like, we talked about it on the last episode of, like, bringing your own games to Game Pass and having your ability to play your own games wherever you are, I think with that tied up with third-party solutions that will offer more than a native-supported one world, I think there's not enough of a need for them to start working on R&D and make their own thing when they've got partners that can do it for them and i think xbox have been very and microsoft specifically have been very open about working with partners on those kind of things and i think that'll be their future i think the future is their ecosystem rather than their hardware it's well articulated despawn let us know in the comments if you agree or disagree and why and i'd say bonus points to despawn there because he spotted that i changed the original wording from should to needs because that makes for a better youtube title there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, let's do ranking video games. I've got one for you from Big Willy as per usual. He says, rank these games from one to five. Blind ranking. Here we go. I need you to know this stresses me out more <laughs> than it should. This yep. segment. Yep. <laughs> so what, what stresses you out the most? Is it the first one or the fourth one? It's just needing to make a decision and commit. And mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah, it's all upsetting. Well, it's number one. Poor. Portal. Portal. The puzzle game from Valve. That's the we one. Assume, do we assume this is going to be puzzle games? Do we assume this is going to be Valve can, games? At this point, I don't think we can assume anything, can we? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying two. You're saying two? I'm, two. I'd be, I'd, I'm happy with a two. two. Yeah, it is a fantastic... Like, it is one of the best puzzle games. Um, it's literally one of the best games ever. I think mm-hmm. I think Portal 2 it might be one of the top five highest rated Steam games of all time. Yeah. By user, user reviews. One of the best games ever only gets two. Well, we don't know what the best game is. We don't know what's on this list. I don't know about the rest of the list. It's hard yeah. to put something at number one when it's the first game you get. This I'm going to say, this <laughs> this list could be the top five games of all time. And you're like, here's yeah. number two. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with number two. 
Yeah, we're, we're locking in two. We're all agreed. Okay. Yep. Number t- number two is Paul. Number one? No, there's no oh. number one. No, we're going to decide <laughs> Next that. Next up, we decide that. <laughs> Sorry, I had a brain fart. Bioshock. Huh. Oh. See see what happens, guys? Mm-hmm. You see what happens? <laughs> I, I, Bioshock. I, Bioshock. I think Bioshock's a solid three because at this point we've got to assume we're talking about the franchise not necessarily a specific game. Yes. And Bioshock has some hits and misses. So I'm yeah. I'm happy Bioshock. Bioshock. When it hits, it really hits. But yeah. And Maybe then... even a four. No. I mean, uh, do you think Bioshock 2 drags argument. it down that much? No, I think Bioshock 2 is still a fun game. Mm. I think they're all fun games. Well, Infinite's think... an amazing game. Mm. Are you trying to say I'm Infinite sorry. drags it down? I think that is I'd a wild statement. Bioshock 2 than Infinite. That is a wild statement. To be fair, I knew before joining this podcast that you had some hot takes. That might set fire to something. If you go back to when Bioshock Infinite came out, people there are, a lot of people considered that a better game than the original Last of Us. And those people are wrong. Yeah, I agree. They are wrong. I agree they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. But yeah. it's Who not these far off. Are you one of these people, Crash? No, I said they are wrong. I just said <laughs> it's not that far off. You feeling right. okay, brother? You feeling okay? You good? You good? I you I there. think it's okay. pretty far off. Um, You're telling me. <laughs> I, and the more we talk, the more I'm kind of staunch on this being a number four. It's three. It's a three. It's You're three. out of my way. It's three. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Unfortunately, so you've got Portal at number two, Bioshock at number three. Your next game is Sonic. Five. Huh. I mean, I think... You could probably quote me probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when I said Sonic's never done anything good. And I, I have to stand by it and, and put fair. it at number five. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fine with putting him at number five. Um, yeah, he's had some misses. Yeah, Sonic's had way too many games out there. If we count just the highlights, like maybe you could argue I mean, a higher spot, but there's mm-hmm. so many misses with Sonic. I, I say, would say, hot take from me, I would say Sonic's had... Lately, Sonic's had better films than he has video games. I was no, going to yeah, say, are we including TV and thing. film? Because then we <laughs> no. kind of got to bump him if we're going to do that. But... Just games. games. Okay. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah he's, five. A, he's a five. Mm-hmm. Number five. Okay, so you've Viking, got... Uh, so. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, next is Rayman. Yeah, you were right, you were right at the beginning of this crash when you were like, are we assuming these are puzzle games? And I was like, we can't assume anything. No. Uh, who knows what the category is for this thing, Willie? Yeah, I, I, no, I have no idea at this point. Uh, He's throwing a dartboard or conspiracy uh, board for yeah. weird shit. Four. Um, Rayman... He's, Rayman is not above Paul. Well, and I mean, we the just, I think you could... <laughs> We're locking ourselves in to a mysterious number one. We are. Which is scary. But do you think Rayman... No, I can't put Raymond at one. Yeah, no. okay. he has no arms. He's if you have an dude. argument, I'm I'm up for yeah, that. Yeah, maybe the argument. Yeah, but yeah. And What's if you put no arms, he's got hands and no arms. Can't Just trust him. Creepy. Oh, okay. No legs either. No legs. Just floating sure. feet. Sure. Yeah. All right. So your list looks like this: Sonic at number five, yeah. Rayman mm-hmm. at number four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At number three, you've got Bioshock. Okay, and number so two. You have got Portal. I love and this at list. Number so far. one. I think you guys. I think I think you guys have done it this week. I have okay. to say, I think I would give you a big thumbs up. Uh, not a game that I would put number one, but I think the panel would agree. At number one, you have got Dark Souls. Oh yeah. 
Oh, oh shit, yeah. yeah. We swiped for it. five. Absolutely killed it. Woo-wee. Yeah. I, I, well done, boys. Well done. I think, I think you have absolutely nailed that. I think the argument maybe in the comments below will be Portal should be number one, Dark Souls number two, but I think that's down to dealer's choice, you know? Yeah. I think some people are going to be pretty angry about our discussion around Sonic, um, <laughs> and I think those people are probably perverted del- delinquents. Oh, okay. So. That's quite a, that's that's quite a, a reach, I'm going to say, yeah. I just want you to all know that our feelings here at MXAM yeah. are not Matt's feelings, okay? Where, yeah. yeah? Okay, cool. I mean, Good you say that, I kind of agree with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think delinquents, yeah. They're not Mine here next week. opinions are not their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> They're not here this next week, that's on them, okay? Uh, boys, let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of here. We've got to plug this week. My boy, Matthew. Uh, you got to go watch the episode one of the Baldur's Gate stream. Uh, yeah, I would say you could, like, if you haven't watched episode zero, you know, session zero, you could probably skip it. That's fine. But we really, really want feedback on the Baldur's Gate stuff. Like Fix said, we've been talking about doing D- D&D stuff for a while. There's more to come if people like it. Um, but yeah, we really want your feedback. Good, bad, and ugly. Enjoy it. Enjoy it indeed. Enjoy it indeed. Crash, what you got to plug this week? Um, twitch.tv forward slash MC Fixer uh, streams every once in a while. Uh, cool when? stuff going hey, yo, on. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> is, it in, is it incorrect? I've been, I will, I will admit my adult in life has, yeah, things have not gone as smooth as I thought I would move in. I will openly admit that. It took me about a month to get this office ready. And again, I'm not going to go into details on the podcast, but the house is uh, has been problematic in certain aspects. So, yeah, good thing I good thing I didn't buy it. That's all I'm going to say. Deepen, <laughs> <laughs> um, what you got to plug this week? Me, go watch my review of Infinite Wealth. Uh, I put a lot of hours into that game, and I want to get some more views on that thing. Please, we've got another review coming out next week, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. I can't say what it is yet, but yeah, I'm very excited. Go do yeah. it. Uh, YouTube. There should be a live stream uh, from each of us next week. Uh, I am assuming I will be playing some Final Fantasy Rebirth over on my Twitch channel, so come and check that out if you haven't, uh, if you've never checked out a stream, do so. Yeah, I really want to push the Baldur's Gate thing as well because I, the one thing I'm scared of people going, no, it's a live stream, that's boring. It, it was really fun. Like, it was yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, make sure you go onto YouTube. Um, check out the live tab on YouTube. You'll see the video there, the VOD. It was about a free... Don't get scared. Three hours of gameplay is is some of the best content I think we've made in terms of it just being us being dumb, fun, and having a good time. Um, yeah. Still on the lookout. We are a, a quick one. If you are watching Extra, we are on the lookout for producer. We are on the lookout for an editor. And we are on the lookout for writers for the MXAM podcast. So please do check that. Not po- website. <laughs> writers for the website. So please do check that out. Please. Please, 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 please. Cool. Until next time. We'll love you. Leave you. See you later. Good boys.